Hello and welcome back as we are resuming here on Movius Ministries. This is Season 7, Episode 5. This is your friend Josiah on Movius Ministries. You guys, I'm so glad that you're here. I know that I made a special announcement that I was going to travel to California. You guys, I am here safe in Eureka, California. I moved in. I got all my stuff packed and, I mean, unpacked and set up. I got my Xbox set up and um, my, my brother and I spent the day in Sacramento, California on the last day that we uh, traveled and I got some really cool, um, like, uh, colored art uh, pictures um, that that I bought from this guy, uh, some Star Wars pictures, and I just hung them up and it's just super cool. Um, to be here, I, I just, my intimacy with God has grown miraculously. I've continued to grow in wisdom, put the things into practice that are going to grow my faith and my intimacy with the Lord. We're always going from glory to glory, as Paul said, and we have to continue to be humble in every season of our lives to go from glory to glory. So you guys, today, as you can see on the title, we are going to be doing a deep Proverbs study, you guys. We're going to go through every chapter. We're going to go through one chapter every Tuesday for, for the next 31 Tuesdays, unless the Lord want, prompts something else on my heart, but we're going to open in prayer. I got my vitamin water. Um, we're going to open in prayer, and I'm just going to uh, kind of get this started. So, yeah. There's this prayer that my friend sent me, and I want to read it really quick. It just really touched my heart when she sent it to me. Dear God, we come before you now and ask you to calm our minds and bring comfort to our hearts. Many things seem to be out of control in the world today, and it has become so difficult to accept or comprehend. We ask, Lord, for your guidance this week to remove our anxious thoughts and place hope and peace in our hearts. We trust that you remain in complete control and me, along with my loved ones. You are in their care and my care. Father, I thank you that you're here right now, Lord, and that you're with the person listening right now. You're moving in their lives. You're working behind the scenes. You're refining them. Whatever suffering they're going through, God, there's something you're doing. Lord, does our strength come from the mountains? No. Are, are, are the mountains as, as strong as you? No. Father, our strength comes from you. So we approach your throne with bold, boldness in our hearts, and we ask for grace. Anything we need to repent of, that's holding us back from growing more in you, Father. Show us. Lead us more in your ways. Let us grow in wisdom today, Father. Forget about the past. Change our hearts. Renew our minds. Show us what we need to do, Father. We humble ourselves completely before you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, you guys. So here we go. We're going to do Proverbs 1 today. I got my Bible right here. Um, I, I've been I've been doing this myself. I've been doing a proverb a day. And I've been, I... I, I I was doing the book of uh, Mark, Luke, and uh, I kind of put that to the side. I felt the Lord tell me, just focus on Proverbs right now. And, um, you know, Ecclesiastes talks about following the impulses of your heart. And this is an impulse that I felt to just focus on Proverbs right now. And some of you guys might say, well, how does Jeremiah 17.9 come into play? And you guys, I did a message on this earlier on my podcast, um, you know, and it, that verse 
in context is for unbelievers according to uh, a verse in Ezekiel and a verse in 2 Corinthians. That's a whole other subject. If you have not listened to that, go listen to that. Um, but the, Jeremiah 17.9 says, says that the heart is wickedly evil and deceitful above all things. That verse is for unbelievers in context. And then it, it also shows that it's for unbelievers in uh, the verse of um, uh, sec, in e- Ezekiel and 2 uh, Corinthians. Um, and some of you guys might say, well, how do you apply Romans 7 then where Paul writes about a particular sin that he's struggling with? And I've kind of thought about maybe, maybe what he's talking about in Romans 7 is the thorn in his flesh. That's just me. That's just a speculation. I might be wrong on that. I might be right. Whatever. That's just something that I have. Um, but Paul says in Romans 7, I'll just, let me just go to it really quick. And then we'll, you know, we'll go into, we'll go into Proverbs 1. And I did, you know, I studied, I've been doing, so I'm going to, I'm going to share some of my personal notes that I, that I wrote down. Uh, when I did a study on this, you know, what was it, uh, 12 days ago, because today's the 13th, so I'm going to be reading Proverbs 13 today. I felt a pro- I felt a prompt on my heart to read Proverbs 12 twice yesterday, and I did, and I got so much notes down, you guys. This is going to be really good, so I just pray for open hearts. I, I Literally, you guys, it, it's so important to have humility in your hearts. I'm just going to, okay, so Romans 7, I'm going to go off this really quick. Some of you guys might be... Like, well, how does that come into play if, you know, Paul writes about in Romans 7 a particular sin that he's struggling with. Let me go to it really quick. Um, Hang on a second. Okay, the message version says it a little bit differently, but Paul is writing in Romans 7, and he's like, I do what I don't want to do, and what I don't want to do, I do. And he says um, that like conjunction in so many different ways where he's just like overthinking like crazy, and he goes on and says, if it's like people might say, Romans 7.18 says, um, I know that nothing good lives in me, that is my sinful nature. Um, I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. A lot of people take that verse out of context. Paul is talking about a particular sin that he's struggling with. He's not talking about the heart being evil and deceitful. He's talking about sin itself. Because at the end of Romans 7, when he's talking about sin that you might be struggling with and you want to do what you don't want to do or you don't want to do what you do want to do, um, he he says, if, if, if you're sinning and you're not liking that you're sinning, it's not you that's the problem. He goes, it's the sin living in you. So I hope that, I hope I'm not, you know, kind of overwhelming you. I hope that makes sense. Go read it yourself. Go read Romans 7 yourself. It's really simple. It's about Paul struggling with a particular sin. I don't know what it is. Again, it might be the thorn in his flesh like he talks about in 2 Corinthians. But here we go, guys. Let's go to Proverbs 1. If you have, if you if you do better at listening, sitting and listening, fine. That's okay. I'm, I'm the same way. If you want to open your Bible and go to it, that's fine. We're just going to do Proverbs 1 today, you guys. And the next week, Lord willing, we're going to do Proverbs 2. Give you guys a second to get there. Mm, I feel the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Flip open my notes here. Yeah, we're way, okay. Yep, we're way back here. Here we go. Journal, journal, loop four, journal. Oh, here we go. Okay. Um... Okay, you know what? Did I? Oh, uh, sorry guys, hang on. 
I, I thought that I didn't do notes on Proverbs. I did. Okay, on Proverbs 1. Here we go. Let's see. So let's see. Let's just let's just read this together, you guys. I'm gonna read I'm gonna read the whole thing. I'm just gonna read the whole I'm just gonna do whatever. Whatever. Here we go. Why, these are wise sayings of Solomon, a manual for living. It's really interesting because I've always heard that Bible stands for biblical or basic instructions before leaving earth. <laughs> that's what I've always heard. And that's really good. I've only heard one interpretation from it, but yeah. So um, these are the wise sayings of Solomon, David's son, Israel's king, written down so we'll know how to live well and right to understand what life means and where it's going. A manual for living, for learning what's right and just and fair. Now it's right the ju- what now right there where it says for learning what's right and just and fair. That's not in our jurisdiction, not in our definition, it's in God's. Cuz this is God's word. To teach an- the inexperienced the ropes and give our young people a grasp on reality. I'm sorry if sorry if I'm talking a little bit too loud you guys. I'm just this is the Holy Ghost. There's, uh, there's something here also for seasoned men and women. This is so good. There's so much balance in this, you guys. Still a thing or two for the experienced to learn. I should have done... There are scriptures on God's thing he wants. Oh, okay, that's okay. So based on that verse right there, you guys, to teach, he, he goes, he goes, this is, this is teachings for the unexperienced to learn the ropes. And he goes on and says, even the people that are seasoned, even the people that know wisdom, it's for them as well. Because there's a verse in Proverbs 15, 14. I'm going to connect with that part right there where it says there's something also for seasoned men and women. Go to Proverbs 15. I'm there right now. An intelligent person is always eager to take in more truth. And the other people are just fools. That's what Solomon says. So that's really cool how that kind of, you know, it's just... Second Timothy says that God cannot be false to himself. So as, as we're reading this, we're, you're not going to find fault. The enemy will make it think like there's contradiction. But what he's actually doing when he's grabbing those verses and making it seem like a contradiction, he's taking those verses out of context. Just like he did when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. So here we go. Verse 7, start with God. The first step in learning is bowing down to God. What does James 4 talk about? Talks about humility. James 4.10, in one version it says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. In the message version it says, get on your knees before the Lord. It's the only way you'll get back on your feet. (laughs) And so here we go. Let's just, and it continues in verse 7, only fools thumb their noses at such wisdom and learning. It's simple. I mean, Solomon is, uh, Isaiah uh, 28 or 23, that God will talk in baby talk. Start with God. The first step is learning and bowing down to God. He goes on and says, only fools thumb their noses at such wisdom and learning. In my walk with God, I am so blessed that the Lord has given me the heart of what Proverbs 15, 14 says, to seek fresh insights. And you, and again, right here, if you do not do that, you are a fool according to Proverbs 1, 7. You've got to continue to promote humility in your heart and say, I might be wrong about something. What does 1 John 4 say? I think it's 1 John 4. Let me, let me, hang on a sec. Let me go to it. I should have put my, here, let me just grab my bookmark and put it on Proverbs 1. Okay. 
First John one or First John four. Yep, yep, yep. First John four. Don't believe everything you hear. So we're going. So he's taught. What he's really talking about in First John four is, um, my dear friends, don't believe everything you hear. Carefully weigh and examine what people tell you. Now, other versions say test the spirits. The message version is saying carefully weigh and examine what people tell you. That's what it's that, that that that's the way it switches it up in the message version. Not everyone who talks about God comes from God. There are a lot of lying preachers loose in the world. Other versions say uh, lying prophets. It's really and I've made that statement here on my podcast where some versions say false prophets, false teachers. And Brandon, if you're listening to this, I am aware of that wisdom that you gave me about this subject. It's vague in my mind, but I do know what you're talking about. Um, it goes on. Says, here's how you test for the genuine. Uh, here's how you how you test for the genuine spirit of God. Everyone who confesses openly in faith in Jesus Christ, the son of God who came as an actual flesh and blood comes from God and, and belongs to God. So he goes on and there's more, but you guys, you can't believe everything you hear. There's people out there that are giving wrong messages. And that's why Proverbs, this is so important, seeking fresh insight. That's what I've continued to do. You guys say, I might be wrong on something. There's a guy on YouTube. His name is Alan Parr. And he's got this video that just came out recently. Let me let me just pull it up real quick. He just came out with this video about my response and comments and reaction to his videos on uh, the false teachers videos. And people are like, don't listen to him. He's a false teacher. He's a heretic. Da, da, da. All, all these different comments. This is exactly what they're doing, you guys. They're, they're not seeking fresh insights and that's not saying that's not me that's not me saying okay i need to believe this because this is wrong and and this is right i need to walk in that no take it with you and discern it just like first john 4 is saying john isn't saying in chapter 4 he's not saying okay you might have heard one message and that doesn't mean that it's wrong it's saying test it and see if 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 it's right so let's go on here, okay? I hope I, I hope I made myself clear right there. Okay. Holy Ghost, have your way. Pay close attention, friend. This is verse eight. To what your father tells you, never forget what you learned at your mother's knee. Wear their counsel like flowers in your hair, like rings on your fingers. Now I might be. Now there might be some confusion on. Well, what if I don't have the right father that's teaching me the right stuff? I don't have an answer for that. I'm not going to get prideful. I'm going to humble myself. I, I don't know. That's between you and God. Take that to the Lord. Dear friend, if if bad companions tempt you, don't go along with them. If they say, let's go out and raise some hell. Let's beat up some old man, mug some old woman. Let's pick, uh, let's pick some clean and get them ready for their funerals. We'll load up on top quality loot. We'll haul it home by the truckload. Join us for the time of your life. With us, it's share and share alike. Oh, friend, don't give them a second look. Don't second guess it. Don't listen to them for a minute. They're racing to a very bad end. What is that right there? What did Jesus say? Jesus said, many are going down the wide path. And I've heard many in the Greek means majority. They're reacting to a very bad end, hurrying to ruin everything they lay hands on. 
uh, right then and there. Let's go there. I, I just read Proverbs. Uh, what's the what's the date today? Today's the twelfth. Today's the thirteenth. Let's go to Proverbs twelve because I'm going to connect something right here. Um, oh, right here, Proverbs twelve, three. So let's read this verse again. They're racing to a very bad end, hurrying to ruin everything they lay hands on. Proverbs 12.3, you can't find firm footing in a swamp, but a, a life rooted in God stands firm. Let's go on. When you grab all you can get, that's what happens. The more you get, the less you are. What did Jesus say? If you hold on to your life, you will lose it. But if you if you lose it, for my sake, you will gain it. Now, I think what Jesus is talking about, that's Matthew 16 and other, uh, Luke, and I think Mark and Luke records as well, but whatever. What he's saying is, if you forget about the kind of things that you want to do in life and come follow the things that I want to do, you'll find your life. But if you want to hold on to the things that, that desire the flesh, you'll lose your life. You'll lose it. Because then he goes on and later in Matthew 16 and says, who's a man to gain the whole world and then lose his soul forever? He backs it up. What it means by losing it. And it's by going to hell. So let's continue. Uh, this is, this is, this is, now this, from verses, we're going to go from tw- verses 20 to 33. You guys, um, this is talking about lady wisdom. And this is something, this is something that's been on my mind. It's like, what is lady wisdom? Is it a spirit? Is it an angel? Again, I don't know. I'm going to, this is an area where I don't know wisdom. But whenever the Lord wants to give me a fresh insight on it, I'm going to take it in. That's what we need to be doing. And you will not be able to do that if you are arrogant. Please don't. Now listen. Okay, I want to make this clear. Just as like like John makes this clear in his letter and so does James in his letters. I'm not saying this stuff to put shame on you if you are dealing with arrogance. I'm saying God is putting breath in your lungs still for a reason. And he's saying there's greater things that I have for you. What does James 4 say? That God opposes the proud. He's against you, but gives grace to the humble. Humility is so key. Isaiah 66, uh, uh, I don't know what verse it is, but it says that God is looking for someone who is humble, contrite in spirit, um, and is just a plain kind of guy. I think it's, let me look it up. I think it's Isaiah 6. No, maybe it's 66, 18. Nope. No, it's Isaiah 66, 2. These are the ones I look on with favor. Those who are humble and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my word. This is what God is looking for. In 2 Chronicles, it says that the Lord is, the seek, is seeking the earth to and fro, seeking those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Now, you're, when you start following the Lord, am I... It, Okay, I'm not going to put God in a box and say that, you know, you can't automatically have your heart completely for the Lord and completely hungry for him. There's things that what God is looking for is do you have humility for your heart to reach a point of being totally hungry for him? Or if your heart's not in that area, but you want it to be there, that's what God's going to look at. That's what he's going to delight in. So, yeah, I hope that, you know, I hope this is kind of, I hope I'm not, I hope I'm making sense. But here we go. Verse 20. Lady wisdom goes out in the secret and shouts at the, at, 
the town center, she makes her speech. In the middle of the traffic, she, she takes her stand. At the busiest corner, she calls out, Simpletons! How long will you wallow in arrogance? You cynics! How long will you feed your cynicism? Now, cynicism, let's see what that, because I, I think I wrote down what the definition is. It is an inclination to believe that people are motivated purely by self-interest. Skepticism. How many people are struggling with skepticism today? What does Paul say in 1 Corinthians? I think it's 1 Corinthians 4. Let me go to it really quick. Yeah, hold your horses. I'm going to put my, hang on, I'm going to put my bookmark down. Go to 1 Corinthians... 1 Corinthians 4. Here we go. Okay. Now it seems like chapter 4 in 1 Corinthians, it seems like chapter 1, 2, 3, and 4 are all one letter. But we're not going to get into that. Here we go. Here we go. Verse 5. So don't get ahead of your master and jump to conclusions with your judgments before all the evidence is in. When he comes, this is talking about Jesus. When he comes, he will bring out in the open and place in evidence all kinds of things we never even dreamed of, inner motives and proposes and prayers. Only then will any one of us get to hear the well done of God. So, She's saying, like, stop having skeptical thoughts about people. Stop, like, like we're just, and I struggle with this too, you guys. I'm going to confess that sin right now. I struggle with the same thing, and I'm grateful. I've confessed that to the Lord, and I've said, Lord, please, I don't want to be that way. If your word tells me not to do it, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to pick and, and choose on, okay, I need to repent from this, but this over here, no, I'm good. What is that? That's being proud. God's against you. So, um... Of course, it's, it's Romans 2, it's his kindness that leads us to repentance, but I just, I, I, I was on my face last night just praying, and I was just begging God, you've got to humble people, God, it's so key, it, you've got, how do you guys think I got to this point starting my podcast? How do you think I got here? And this, I'm, I'm going to try not to say this with any pride, okay, but how do you think I got here? By always seeking fresh insights. Let's go on. How long will you feed your cynicism? She goes on. She, she says, you idiots. How long will you refuse to learn? About face. I can revise your life. Look, I'm ready to pour out my spirit on you. I, see, this is where it's really interesting. Where it's like, it, who's Lady Wisdom? Again, this is a certain thing that we don't know. We cannot sit in a place of spiritual pride and say, no, I know everything. Two years ago, you guys, everything I thought about God was wrong. I was a legalist. I was a Pharisee. I was a Sadducee. If I knew Galatians 5.4 two years ago, I would have repented. Galatians 5.4 says if you try to follow God by uh, making yourself right with God. If you try to, if you try to do all the rules right, and then say, okay, that's what makes me right with God. Paul goes on and says, you are cut off from grace. Other versions say you are cut off from Christ. Other versions say you are severed from Christ. It's almost like John 15. 
If you're not, you're going to get cut off. If you're not a part of the vine. So, so key, you guys. I've, I've seeked fresh insights. I've said, okay, I might be wrong about something. But people don't want to be wrong because they're proud. They don't want to repent. And my heart cries for those people. I was on my face just like, God, you've got you've to humble people. Humility is so key. Jesus said, if you want to follow me, you've got to pick up your cross and deny yourself. You've got to learn how to be childlike again. How to start, 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 start everything over. Here we go. Let's resume. Look, I'm ready to pour my spirit on you. I'm ready to tell you all I know. As it is, I've called, but you've turned a deaf ear. I've reached out to you, but you've ignored me. How many times? What does Romans 12, 2 say? Do not be conformed by the ways of this world. Don't be proud and think that you're right about everything. And 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 I don't need to learn new things. I don't need to be corrected. That's following the ways of this world. Since you laugh at my counsel, verse, verse 25, since you laugh at my counsel and make a joke of my advice, how can I take you seriously? How? Seriously? I'll turn the tables and joke about your troubles. What if the roof falls in and your whole life goes to pieces? What if catastrophe strikes and there's nothing to show for your life but rubble and ashes? You'll need me then. You'll call for me, but don't expect an answer. No matter how hard you look, you won't find me because you hated knowledge and had nothing to do with the fear of God. Now, again, that word fear in Hebrew means reverence, respect, and awe. That's what that means. Because you wouldn't take my advice and brushed aside all my offers to train you. Well, you've made your own bed, now lie in it. You wanted your own way, now how do you like it? Don't you? Now, again, you guys, I don't want to make it seem like I'm putting shame on you. I'm saying that it's God's kindness that leads you to repentance. From here on out, after you listen to this podcast, say, Lord, where am I wrong? Show me. Jesus said, those who are proud will be humble, but those who are humble will be exalted. Don't you see? This is uh, continuing in verse 29 through 33. Don't you see what happens, you skimpletons, you idiots? Carelessness kills. Complacency is murder. First, pay attention to me and then relax. Now you can take it easy. You're in good hands. I'm going to read some of my notes from here, you guys. That's uh, verse 7. I made a note on verse 7. Let's go back there. Uh, Start with God. The first step is learning. The first step in learning. Let me start over. I'm sorry, you guys. Start with God. Nothing else. Start with him. Lean on his understanding and he will make your path straight. The first step is learning and bowing down to God. James five, uh, James 4.10. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Get on your knees before the Lord. It's the only way you'll get back up, back up on your feet. Only fools thumb their noses at such wisdom and learning. Verse 7. Uh, this is the note that I wrote in my notebook when I did this uh, study on the first of you know this month. Obviously, humility is key. I heard earlier from the Lord: pride is not meant to be found in your identity. I was doing Proverbs one on the first of this month because I'm you know I'm doing a proverb a day and there's 31 days this month and um, 
at the beginning of the month, I felt an impulse on my heart to do a proverb a day. And Ecclesiastes says to follow the impulses of your heart. So uh, I did it and it's just been really changing my life, you guys. It's just so much good wisdom, so much good stuff. We're always growing and we're always learning. First John 4, there are things that we probably heard in the past that are not true. And what does James, John tell us to do? To discern it, to examine it, to surrender it to the Holy Spirit and say what is wrong and what is right. Because James 3, I think it is, says, it says that there is a bigger judgment on teachers because they can go and say whatever the heck they want. What did Jesus say? He said, in the end, many false doctrines are going to come into play. Many. And again, like I've heard in the past, I might be wrong on this, but many in the Greek means majority. And maybe that connects with many are going down the wide path, which is leading towards hell. So, um, having some more vitamin water. I'm going to read some of my last finishing notes. Um, the context of this chapter, um, that's something else I'm going to do on each chapter that I do, you guys, is uh, just talk about the overall context on each chapter. And I've been writing this down in my notebook ever since I started doing these proverb studies. Um, what the context seems is follow the Holy Spirit's ways and along the way, don't fall into arrogance. We can see that verses 1 through 19, it really just seems to be talking about follow the ways of the Lord. Do not be conformed by the ways of this world, but by the renewing of your mind so that you can find God's will for your life. Tell me that doesn't connect with Proverbs 1. Just, I mean, seriously, you guys. This is the Holy Spirit speaking to me. And I'm not going to be able to walk in it if I'm not humble. It's so simple. Don't over-spiritualize it. It's just, it's, it's simple. God didn't make it complicated. He said, I'm going to send my son and whoever believes in him will not perish. And whoever does the will of my father in heaven will enter the kingdom of heaven. It's simple. Don't over-spiritualize it. So verses one through six is just really talking about, um, about a man. It's talking about just wise saying of Solomon's and walking in the ways of the wise. And it, it, it's interesting because verses 7 through 19, it talks about don't walk with, um, this is something also that's been on my mind, is it's saying don't walk with the ungodly. And people say, well, how do you, what about unity in the body of Christ? The only thought that comes to my mind is Matthew 16, again, where Jesus says, if you want to follow me, you have to pick up your cross. So does that mean that if I'm not picking up my cross, I'm not a follower of Jesus? I would say so. Yeah, that that's what it seems like he's saying. If anyone wants to follow me, they have to deny themselves and pick up their crosses. Now, of course, there's ways where we're not going to do that. But is God asking us to be absolutely perfect in picking up our crosses so that we can be followers? No. If you're picking up your cross every day, and you follow the ways of this world and you and you put your cross down, what matters is, are you bringing that back to God at the end of the day and saying, Lord, I'm sorry, please help me learn from that. Because it's a relationship. That is the start of intimacy with God right there. That's the beginning step. So don't hang around people that are bad. What does Paul say? Paul says, don't hang around unbelievers. Do not be yoked with them 
and it's like you might get a little bit codependent because I'm I'm the same. I used to be the same way, and the Lord's really healed me from it. But you might be like, they, but but I need to save them, and they need to come to God. No, God, they need to do what I'm doing as well. Okay, and a, a lot you might have a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear. Part of me says that that anxiety is good because you're caring about their souls and that's good. But what are you doing about that anxiety? Are you doing 1 Peter 5, 7? Casting that upon the Lord because he cares for you and he is always watching over you. Are you doing Philippians 4, 6 through 7? Are you praying about it? Are you just going to church and hearing that and walking out and going, okay, trying to do it in my own strength instead of, Lord, I feel really weak. You're strong when I'm weak, so give me strength. Help me to pray about this stuff. And again, when you do that, you're coming right back to being childlike. Like, literally. I mean, ugh. so he's saying, don't walk in the ways of the wicked. But he goes on and just says, um, Lady Wisdom comes and says, I've tried to tell you, but you've turned a deaf ear. So maybe she's talking about maybe you have been hanging around with people that are not good. And you might be scared. You might say, You know, how am I going to do this? And you might not even want to do it. Well, you know, we're going to pray about that here. Um, We're going to close in prayer. But that's Proverbs 1 for you guys. I hope it resonates with you and that you seek fresh insights. A lot of Proverbs 14 and 15 talk a lot about being humble and seeking wisdom. There's so much, a lot of the beginning, a lot of the beginning of Proverbs, I've been reading this and a lot of it is talking about uh, receiving instruction. And if you do that, you're wise. I know you don't. I, I, even if you are arrogant, I know you don't want to be. I know that you probably want to learn wisdom. And you're trying to do it in your own strength and you can't. Because when you go to God and you say, give me strength, that's where humility starts to grow in your heart. So that's my message for you guys today. I, you know, I guess, I guess my message is... My context of today's message is seek fresh insights. Ask the Lord um, if people need to be removed from your life and ask him to show you. I know how hard it is. I know how scary it is. I know uh, uh, there's going to be so many things the enemy's going to throw at you. But that doesn't mean that God isn't still sovereign. That doesn't mean that he's not strong. That doesn't mean that he's not on his throne or that he's right there with you, listening, eager to help you. I can't, I can't explain it anymore, you guys. I, I've continued to seek fresh insights and be corrected on certain things. When I have a conversation with someone or I listen to a sermon on YouTube or I go to church on Sunday or I have a whatever, anytime, anytime I'm in a situation where I can learn new wisdom, be corrected on something, or gain more wisdom on a certain subject that I already have, or see, receive correction, I'm, okay, God, show me what's wrong. Show me where I'm wrong. I'm just, you know, I keep repeating myself, but, and I guess the reason why is because I'm dealing with a little bit of anxiety about, like, are, are people really going to seek fresh insights? And don't come to me to seek fresh insights because I'm always being corrected to you guys. I'm going to say right here, right now, I haven't said it on my, on, on, on my other podcast, on my other episodes. I have on a few of them, but not everything I say on here is going to be right. Does that make me a false teacher? No. What a false teacher is, in my opinion, I may be wrong on this, 
is someone who is teaching something that's wrong about the Trinity or about what Jesus did or about, you know, whatever, and they're not deciding to repent from it. They're not deciding to say, okay, what's true and what's not? And how do I know that what you're telling me is true? And if if you're talking to people about that and they're not serious about it, then they're not, they're not serious about their salvation. They're just playing games with God. And my heart cries for those people as well. So I've gotten to this point by God's grace. He's given me this wisdom, but I've had to humble myself and say, God, where am I wrong? Show me where I need to be corrected. Again, I'm just going to read 1 John 4 again, you guys. I'm just going to do it again. Like, honest, like, gosh. My dear friends, don't believe everything you hear. Carefully weigh and examine what people tell you. This is the message version. Not everyone who talks about God comes from God. This is the message version, so it makes things really simple, you guys. There are a lot of, a lot of lying preachers loose in the world. Here's how you test for the genuine spirit of God. Everyone who confesses openly openly his faith in Jesus, the Son of God, who came as an actual flesh and blood person, comes from God and belongs to God. And everyone who refuses to confess faith in Jesus has nothing in common with God. Nothing. This is the spirit of the Antichrist that you have heard was coming. Well, here it is, sooner than we thought. I think it might be Jehovah's Witnesses that don't believe that Jesus came in the flesh. Or that he's the son of God, one of the two. My heart goes out to them and I pray for them that they would find repentance in their hearts and that all of heaven would rejoice over that. Verse 4, my dear children, you come from God and belong to God. See, this is interesting because a lot of John's letters are talk, a lot of his letters talk about how to know if you are in Christ or how to know, how to know if you are of God. And he knows that the people that are listening, that are reading this letter are of God. Because he's saying to them, you belong to God. I know that you're in the light. Because John talks about the light and how that interprets to be Jesus Christ. You have already won a big victory over those false teachers. For the spirit in you is far stronger than anything in the world. That's that verse. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. These people belong to the Christ-denying world. They talk the world's language language, and the world eats it up. But we come from God and belong to God. John talks about uh, those who were born of God do not make a practice of sinning. So um, practice is probably the key word to look up in the Greek. But anyone who knows God understands us and listens. The person who has nothing to do with God... will, of course, not listen to us. What did we just read in Proverbs 1, you guys? Like, no cap, dude. This is this is another test for telling the spirit of truth from the spirit of deception. I hope this is really connecting with you guys the way it is with me, because I needed to read that really bad. I deal with the spirit of confusion a lot, and it's something the Lord is refining me of. I think it's really, the core of it is my ADD. The Lord told me the other day, like two, like three weeks ago, I was, I, was in my, uh, I was in my room, I was reading my Bible, and I just said, Lord, heal me of, I said, heal me of, 
I, I said three things that I mentioned to him about healing me of, and I heard him. I heard him speak to me and say, "ADD is the root of it." And I'm, I'm. He told me after that he's, you know, healing me of that. The next, uh, uh, God talks about, uh, or John in verses seven. The next verse to continue from where I just left off talks about God is love, and then uh, verses seventeen through twenty-one talk about to to love to be loved. Um, so it seems like it's a different it's a different context, but um, yeah, guys, I hope this is all. I hope this all blesses you, and that you grow in wisdom, and that you guys would please you know pray for me with my anxiety. I, I, I this happens a lot. This is the number one thing that happens to me a lot is I get done with these podcasts and I just worry. And maybe this is a little bit of pride, but I worry if people are gonna like put into practice things that I'm teaching. I'm not gonna. If I'm wrong about something, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say, okay, Holy Spirit, I, I'm gonna confess that on my podcast. So, let's close in prayer, you guys. just lift up people to you right now that are struggling with arrogance or pride father that you would your kindness would lead them to repentance lord anything that we're wrong in any subject that we have gained wisdom on that's wrong show us pride is not meant to be found in our identity in christ So please, Father, show us new ways to know our identity. Help us to just focus on intimacy with you, God, that you desire to have time with us. You desire to hear from us. You are jealous for us, God. Let us be more hungry for you. Father, with those that are struggling with confusion or over-spiritualization, God, I thank you that you are refining them. You are making them to be more like Jesus. I declare over the person that's suffering right now that they're loved, they are growing, that they are resting under the shadow of your wing, God. Lord, send your angels to minister to them. Come to them in dreams and visions. Anyone in their lives that need to be removed, Father, just do it. Let your will be done, Father. Humility would be the cornerstone of the heart of flesh that you gave us, that you spoke to the prophet Ezekiel. Father, we fear you. We have reverence in our hearts for you, God. We trust you in our sufferings. And we surrender every anxiety. I thank you for the trials, Father. Thank you. So that we can know you more. 
we rest in the blood of Jesus and what he did. Help us to know our identity, God, in new ways. Help us to seek instruction so that we can be wise like Solomon was. Open our minds, open our hearts, God. Help us to be sober-minded. Lord, we receive your instruction, and we pray that you give us the strength to walk that instruction out, to grow in faith and intimacy with you. I pray for the person listening to this, God, that they would be reminded from the Holy Spirit the things they've been taught in the past, to put it into practice so that the Holy Spirit would not be grieved. Holy Spirit, I thank you for inviting us into intimate relationship with you. Help us change our hearts to find joy and gladness in that. We abide in your love for us, Father. Any lies or distractions the enemy is bringing us, Lord, give us the strength to walk away and come closer to you. For those who are fasting and praying in secret, God, help them to keep doing it in secret, God, and that you'd bless them openly. We thank you, Papa, in Jesus' name. Amen. That is my message for you guys today. I'm so glad that you were here to just listen to that and soak all that in. This Friday, I'm going to have a prophetic word coming for you. And then Sunday, I'm going to share a journal. And I'm just, it's been a pretty good week. I've been going through some deeper refining, a little bit more deeper suffering mentally on just confusion. But again, you guys, I'm seeking fresh insights, I'm seeking new wisdom. And I'm saying, okay, this is something I can I can do something with this. And I just pray that you guys would do the same. So thank you so much for listening to today's study on Proverbs 1 on Movius Ministries. This is your friend Josiah. God bless you.